0: It is March 1st, 1997, and Lacanese Juice by Liv <laughs> is number one in the Billboard Modern Rock chart.
1: No.
2: Alec, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome to Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. I'm Quillen.
1: I'm Trav. I'm Al, and this is a podcast where we talk about every song that reached number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart in the 90s, beginning with Kurt Cobain's death in April 1994.
2: Today we'll be talking about Lakini's Juice, the first single from Live's third album, Secret Samadhi. Lakini's Juice
1: spent... One week at the top of the modern rock chart. Well, to get us started, I, this song and this album have a special place in my heart. I have no idea how the two of you feel about it. Uh, let's start with Travis. What are you, what, what are your feelings about Lakini's juice?
2: Um, the, the, uh, uh okay. So, <laughs> the, um, Lakini's juice is a song by live. Um, <sighs> The the riff is cool, right? Yeah. I like the riff a lot.
1: Do you it's think drop? It's all dropped all the way down to C
2: sharp. Yeah, they're are, not messing are you, around.
0: Are you talking about the verse? Is the verse the riff? The George
2: yep, yep. That's all you need. That's a riff. I'll call it a riff. I love it. I love the part. Do you think it's heavier than Where the River Flows by Collective Soul? Mm-hmm. It's heavier. It's even heavier than that.
1: Yeah, because you got Ed Roland singing on Where the River Flows. I mean, you got your... But then he goes, Give me a moment.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, isn't live, like, not that far off from Collective Soul, maybe? I,
1: I th- They were both very close to my heart when I was in middle school, and there yeah. are similarities.
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting that there are, like, these kind of, like, uh, a couple of softy bands with, like, super heavy, crunchy riffs.
1: Yeah, I feel like Live... So Live and Collective Soul are similar in their... Their preoccupation with spirituality. But one of the arguments that I'm going to make about this album is that Live acknowledges a darkness that I don't think Collective Soul is ever willing to
2: face. Yeah. Okay. Fair.
0: Also, the distorted bass on this song makes it heavier, too.
2: Oh. I didn't I think, notice that. I think I didn't that's either. a big
0: part of it. Oh, the bass is like super distorted.
1: Mm-hmm. What's cool about the bass is that it's sliding up and down the neck. So you yes. just go... it's very heavy. Yeah,
2: I guess I don't know if I think this is a good song or not. Mm-hmm. I still don't know. Um, I like the riff. I think um, the, the way that uh, Ed Kowalczyk sings is good. Um, he found a way to like make it very natural. Um, but, you know, the chorus is just sort of like a, an extension of the verse. And then there's like the weird sort of like string, uh, parts that are like the pre-chorus sort of like a thing where it cuts out and builds that way. The
1: slow down, it's too late part.
2: Yeah. Uh Yeah. Um, I don't know if that makes a good song. It's just, um it all just kind of comes down to the riff like i and i think that's what mm-hmm. most i i don't know i don't want to project my own opinions on other people but i would assume that when somebody hears the the phrase lacini's juice they they're thinking of the riff mhm
1: yeah i uh you know i i know that i was reading a little bit of what critics You know had to say about this song and this album and it seemed like there was a lot of when when people were talking about this song they uh they they brought up the idea of a zeppelin knockoff pretty frequently and i think that we might have talked about this song very briefly when we talked about sort of the um cashmere effect on um you know alanis morissette's uh what, what was the song on the city of angels soundtrack um uninvited uninvited yeah and and that may be tying in with lakini's right. juice as well yeah. having all these strings and everything and sort of like this you know vague hints of some kind of uh you know middle eastern flavor of some kind that i i i'm not sure if that's totally here on Lakini's juice but um yeah i i when i was a kid um I felt such a surge of adrenaline, not necessarily at the, at the riff, but the, the let me ride part of the song, uh, the vocals. And I think some of the lead guitar that's going on at that part, um, that I always felt like that build up with the strings.
2: Is that the uh, the lay me ride part? The lay me right part.
1: (laughs) That's not what I hear. (laughs) Sorry. I hear the, uh, let me ride and the burn my eyes oh. part.
0: Oh, boy. Isn't, that Isn't that the chorus? Isn't that the lyrics turn the chorus? Sure.
1: Oh, yeah. God. Chorus or, or, or heavy, maybe the, it's a bridge.
0: The heavy part, right? Yeah. Or like the, the big open part.
1: Yeah. I mean, especially like two thirds through the build to that part, uh, and going into that part and then there's this little arpeggiated guitar that's yeah, do 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 ba yeah that's good that's really right. nice that's a
0: nice that's a that, really nice touch
1: i just always felt really pumped uh during that part so that that's my main memory um i have a lot of memories of this this song at one point i uh, i was making computer games in this uh this app called oh man um i I, should have looked this up but you you click on things kind of like mist so you can make a drawing and when you click on a particular part of the drawing it takes you to a different part of the game and i made this game that was all about orcs and if you had the cd in the cd player you could program it to play a song at a particular part of the orcs attacking and I had it programmed so that if you had the disc of, of Secret Samadhi in the computer, it would start playing Lakini's Juice when the orcs attacked. And uh that was it got my blood flowing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, we I guess we didn't really talk much about this. I, I guess I, I've I'm with you, man. I, I always love the song. I, uh, when I was a kid, I remember the first time I heard the song and I just felt like, holy shit, live got so heavy. This is like the heaviest thing I've ever heard. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, it just blew my mind and I just got goosebumps hearing the chorus and that, like, kind of arpeggiated guitar part specifically that mm-hmm. you're talking about. Like, I just, that's like a really, really memorable moment for me. I feel not in a, a my a majority uh in my love for this song, I feel like it's not um widespread the the love that you and I have for this song. Mm-hmm. But, um. I mean, amongst our friends, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm the, not confident this song has that been I special for me for a long time. Okay. Good. Good. I mean, I'm since... not
1: confident that I love it. I, I I have really strong affection for this album. Um, and this is definitely a centerpiece.
0: And that's where we'll split because this album was really a slog for me um uh-huh. but uh yeah this song is just uh i liked it more than i ever have when i watched the music video wow. today i was like holy shit this is yeah
1: yeah cool Uh, what's this
0: song about? Mm. Mysterious religious
2: things. <laughs> <laughs> you summed it up, man. You just <laughs> just. There's no point for live to even exist after that. You just <laughs> said it. Their entire like mission statement, right there.
0: Yeah, but th- I feel like this song especially. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean.
2: What is this guy ever talking about? Well, you know, each of
1: the chakras are presided over by six yoginis. (laughs) And uh, Lakini is the yogini who presides over the Menopura chakra. Yeah. She's referred
2: to as the benefactress of all. I'm going to need you to break that down a little further for me. The
0: menopausal (laughs) menopausal chakra?
1: (laughs) I'm afraid I can't go much further than that. (laughs) I do have a unified theory of the lyrics of secret Samadhi that I, I could get into here or we could say that.
0: I just want to say, I don't want to shit talk, uh, another religion. So
1: sure. Sure. Yeah. There's, there, there's, there's, uh, you know, content from Hinduism, Buddhism, uh, Judaism, Christianity, you know, everything mm-hmm. is on this record. So I suppose you could be an equal opportunity offender, but, uh,
2: Um,
0: yeah, I was specifically making fun of chakra and I, I don't really mean to make fun of that.
2: Mm. I was, yeah, I was just kind of making fun of myself for not knowing what, what the hell is going on.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Um, so I I feel like, um, people give the lyrics to this album a really hard time. And, uh, I I would like to d- defend them throughout. I mean, I am I'm, I'm prepared to defend pretty much every single song. In That's the what I'm here for on this record. I actually There's... liked
0: the lyrics as a for this song. I liked the mm-hmm. lyrics as a just um vague like for vague imagery. Like I just I liked I I guess I didn't realize that there were so few lyrics, and I feel like they're really um. They paint an interesting picture that I don't know. I just I like I I was surprised. I I really actually like the lyrics in this song. They're they're interesting and mysterious and and vague in a in a cool
1: way. Yeah, um, yeah. So Ed Kowalczyk, he's a stream of consciousness lyricist. So I I don't think you know we should not go too hard in interpreting things but I do think there are certain things that come up again and again and I think the lyric of uh, I rushed to the ladies room took the water from the toilet uh, washed her feet and blessed her name is kind of a, a keystone for the record because there's basically um, obviously there's some kind of like a desire for some kind of spiritual transcendence that goes throughout the whole record but it's always juxtapos- juxtaposed it's always put alongside these like sometimes really gross uh, bodily or human kind of functions, like, you know, with the toilet water and all that. And um, that's kind of what I was trying to say to Trav was like something that sets live apart from collective soul is that I think, so I was a, I was a really, I would say, I would use the word spiritual preteen. And I got this album for my 12th birthday and I become obsessed with this record. And this was my favorite record for several years afterwards. And there was something that always like gelled with me uh, in a spiritual way that like other records didn't. And I think it was partially that there was always this like huge distance between like where we're at on earth and like where Ed Kowalczyk like wants to be or like with the emotions that he wants to feel. And it comes up, like, a, 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 again and again in the album. And um, putting those two things side by side, you know, the, the toilet water and the washing her feet and blessing her name, it's like, uh, I, I just, I, I, I still feel drawn to that. And I'm not even remotely a spiritual person now, but I think just, I find it interesting to to hear this, like, kind of, like, rude and I think sometimes kind of funny language about bodily functions and and having sex with your mother and puke tastes like beer and all this kind of stuff and having that like alongside this kind of spiritual content i feel like just kind of cuts through the bs in a way that like bono never could or like ed roland of collective soul never could and i'm like so much more ready to buy in to like the idea of transcendence or spirituality when when i see someone acknowledging like just the shit of life And, uh, I think this album does that in a, uh, sometimes in a sad way, but often I think in a kind of a funny way, in a way that, I don't know, it appeals to me.
2: Yeah. So I'm really glad you said that. That was my main question about this album is like, is this like, is this a humorless album where it's so dramatic and earnest? Or is it actually a little funny, but, like, the mood of all of the songs is totally humorless? Because it (laughs) feels, it, it, like, some, some, like, like you said, like, there are a lot of really, like, kind of funny lines in a lot of the songs. But the way that they're delivered and the music that is supporting them is... So serious that it doesn't. There's like a, a a conflict between like what's being said and like if 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 it's meant to be funny, it doesn't feel that way at all. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, a lot of this is probably because I've spent so much time with it. But I, I remember one, you know, one thing that people lampooned was like uh, the first track immediately has some lyrics that I remember people bringing up as like the evidence that Ed Kowalczyk was writing terrible lyrics. You know, the second verse of the first track goes, let's go hang out in a bar. It's not too far. We'll take my car. Yeah. Uh, which, it doesn't have to be funny. I mean, it is delivered. The song is, is, a, is, uh, is feels like a humorless song. um, but to me i feel like the lyrics are conscious of like drawing out the banality of just like daily life and hanging out in a bar it's not too far i'll take my car that like uh there it's like those lyrics are meant to emphasize the tedium of like living on this earth in our in our bodies
2: Yeah, isn't there like a crazy, crazy, crazy world kind of uh line? crazy,
1: crazy mixed up town. Yeah. yeah.
2: okay. Yeah, I hear that. I'm always like that like if I being a, a, a casual live fan, or at least fan of throwing copper, mm-hmm. um I, I don't know uh, Ed Qualchick's um persona or character well enough to to see exactly what you, what it is that you're saying. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, whenever i hear like boy, it's a crazy world we're living in, crazy mixed up world we're living in, like i'm always just like oh, come on, you're not even trying. And REM's guilty of that too. Like that was something from document. There's a song that's like crazy crazy world, crazy crazy times, and i'm just <laughs> like, "Oh my god. What are you doing?"
1: Yeah. I don't fixate on that. I fixate on the idea after he says it's a crazy, crazy mixed up town. It's the rattlesnake I fear. He says in another place in another time, I'd be driving trucks, my dear. I'd be skinning hunted deer. And I guess I latch on to the idea of in another place and another time where I'm suddenly thinking about this act of imagining another life and that being like a way of transcending hmm. your circumstances.
2: Yeah, I did. I th- I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. but I also thought it was, like, bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I don't know which is which.
1: So, uh, I mean, let's stick to Lakini's Juice for just a little bit longer. Um, do you do you prefer the Throwing Copper singles? To, oh, absolutely. Song? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, entirely. Across the board? I, I feel like it's an entirely different band. Hmm. Uh, I, would, it just I would agree feels with different.
0: that. I, 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 this song is completely different than anything from Throwing Copper, 100%.
2: Throne Copper was like a very like 1994 band. Like, mm-hmm. like, I guess I thought they were what I thought Bush was going to be, where it yeah. just sort of like summarized everything. Like, they were more popular on the radio than most bands, you know, and uh, I mean, more than most bands, like one of the most played artists from that time and it sort of defined the era and by the time 1997 rolled around it's just it's a different ball game and i think that this album reflects that like there's no leftover songs from throwing copper leftover vibes or feelings or anything like that Uh (laughs) uh-huh But yeah, I mean, there's there's not a song from Throwing Copper that or there's not a song from Secret Samadhi that I prefer to any songs on Throwing Copper.
1: Huh. Yeah, I like that core set of singles from Throwing Copper, but other than that, I don't think that it's a very strong um it doesn't stand out to me as a very strong record anymore. I the the dam it otter creek doesn't do much for me, and then you've got your shit towns and your waitress and your pillar of davidson kind of stuff hey, and it, well,
0: we hold ha-
2: on and it you has its appeal the pillar but
1: uh i honestly don't think there's a bad song on secret samadhi
0: really you don't think there is a single bad song i don't well, think there's a bad song on this record wow we'll get there no amazing okay it has one of the worst songs i've ever heard <laughs> in recent memory
1: i can't wait to hear what it is Well, uh, let's, let's talk about the music video so that we can talk about the rest of the record, unless you have anything else you want to say. No,
0: I just want to reiterate that, um, I don't know. This is a great song. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, uh, I appreciate, um, I appreciate the difference, uh, of this song from Throwing Copper, and I, I do think that Tre, do you think that the whole album is completely different from Throwing Copper, or specifically just this song?
2: Uh, the whole album. Okay,
0: and I I think I agree for the most part. I do think that there are some songs that still um kind of carry over from Throwing Copper, but um I do I think that's part of the appeal for me for this song is that it is different. Um that doesn't translate to a lot of the other songs, but um, I think just the heaviness of this song, the sonic heaviness of it is um, I, I'm cool with that. I, I like that, that difference. I like that kind of step forward for them. Um, it's not quite getting to new metal territory. Maybe like, I mean, it's, it's like headed kind of, but it's like, you know, there's no rapping or like, Anything right. like that. And I, I feel like it's almost like maybe tool ish, like is kind of what I get from like the tones of the mm-hmm. instruments. I get like kind of like more of like a tool, like a a groove oriented tool um kind of thing. Um anyways. I would love
2: to comment on that when we get yeah. to the album. Yeah. I'll
1: follow yeah, up. Great.
2: On great, later. great. When we get to what? The, the album. album.
1: Okay. Uh, music video. Any anything in particular that uh, stands out? Anything that you, you you noticed?
2: I liked when he washed her feet and blessed her name. Yeah,
1: he <laughs> did do that literally.
2: Yeah, uh, I actually really was impressed this time around by his um performance.
1: In I, I think video. lots of hand gestures. Yeah,
2: I think that was something that I like. A few years ago, I would have been like, "This guy's full of shit." But now I'm like, you know what? You got to make it interesting. You got to do something. And he is always doing something to try to communicate things in a physical way. And um, I just, I really appreciated that. Like thinking of like how I would try to do something like that. I'm like, I would never come close to anything like this. And he does a really good job of like throwing himself into it a hundred percent and, uh, yeah, I appreciated him as a as a performer.
0: I will say as a, a side note, um I watched a live performance um in a uh, TV studio. It was like in Australia, I think, um of them playing the song Freaks. And um he does the same thing live like performing live. Uh and he was playing guitar on that song too. And he still was very like animated and putting on a performance. Um which is not usually a thing that I like, but I do think that in a music video, like it, it just it, it's I think a sincere thing like from him. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think it's like him um purposefully um putting on this like dramatic performance i think it's just he's an animated um like very kind of passionate performer um no matter the circumstance is what it seems like to to me
2: yeah i guess i I, like i i don't i can't think of like a live performance and what that would look like a live live performance but um i um it seemed like this was all very well thought out and kind of choreographed In the Mm -hmm. music video. Which made me appreciate it even more. That it was thoughtful and there was, you know, some consideration put into it.
0: This is the video with all the people in their underwear feeling each other up.
2: (laughs) Kinda, yeah.
1: Yeah. They all have numbers attached to them. Yeah, I was Uh trying to
0: figure out what was going on. It seemed pretty horny.
1: Yeah, horny and maybe at the same time sort of commenting on objectification. It was it was hard to tell it seemed to me maybe a a little bit of edginess for the sake of edginess which is maybe kind of what this whole time period is about yeah
0: i will say that it's it's far from the worst music video that we've seen like oh yeah i think it was uh, pretty decent yeah
1: yeah
2: there's a lot of focus things happening right yeah that was a little irritating constantly
1: in and out of focus yeah all right, uh, in about 30 seconds, we'll talk about the album as a whole.
0: Did you burp saying hood? Yeah. And so it sounded like you said Flussing,
1: the name, the name of the producer Hood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I keep thinking
1: that you all know who Will Hood is because that seems like something that Quillen would find funny, but you all probably don't know who Will Hood is.
0: Is Will Rowe the first name?
1: Will Rowe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wilrow yeah, that's Hood. awesome,
0: but I don't know. No, I don't know.
1: And the Empire Strikes Back when they're evacuating Cloud City. There's a guy, everybody's running away with their belongings. And uh, this one guy runs by. And if you know behind the scenes information, he's carrying an ice cream maker because they were looking for something that looked super sci-fi. And that character <laughs> has been named... Wilro Hood That is officially that character's name now And at all the Star Wars conventions There are literally dozens Of people who come and are Dressed as Wilro Hood And at some point during the annual Convention there will be a running Of the hoods and all of the Wilro Hoods with their ice cream makers Go running through the Star Wars Convention. They bring
0: ice cream makers They bring their ice cream It's a particular
1: vintage ice cream maker That's awesome Yeah
0: uh, is there still a big to-do about the Sturmtrooper who hit his head on the, uh... Oh, sure. You know? Yeah. That's a pretty yeah. funny, that's a pretty funny thing. It is. Anyway, any whom, we'll wrote.
1: All right, well, um, so let's go into the album. And I guess based on everything that we've already talked about, um, I'm curious just to hear, are, are there some songs that you liked particularly? Are there some moments or vibes that you liked particularly?
0: Um, I can chime in if Travis sure. doesn't want to yet. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, uh, there were, like, two other songs that I liked. Okay. Um, neither of them singles. Um, I liked Insomnia and the Whole in the Universe, um, uh-huh. an album, track, nice, jangly, fuzzy number. Um... And uh, I feel like this this word is ahead of its time in the context of this album, mer- Merica.
1: Yeah, mer- Merica. Merica. It's a great little power pop song. Dude,
0: it's, yeah, it's like uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, um, it sounded like, it got like a smidge, like a little bit of an emo thing going. There's like a, huh. I don't know. Like it, it's like, sounds like a 90s indie rock song. um. It is pretty good. Yeah. Um there are uh I, I'll leave it at that. Um and I'll save my words for when we get to the singles. I
2: could not see-
1: have Anything that you like?
2: Nope. Nothing. <laughs> I wow. mean, no, that's not. It's not entirely accurate, but to some extent, it kind of is. <laughs> I I found this to be like a really bleak, unpleasant album, and so much so, I was stunned when Quillen brought up new metal because, to me, one of the notes I took was that this, like, along with you know, we've covered three eleven. But other than that, this is the first step towards new metal, transitioning huh. from alternative into that phase of whatever, you know, rock music became. Um, yeah. Just in like the darkness of the mood of it and the lack of like, color and the chords and melodies and things like that. And it really feels like like there was a, a quality from throwing copper. That's just totally lost here. And uh, I guess it could be presented in a different way because bands certainly are allowed to grow and should grow and change because if they just did throwing copper again, it wouldn't be as good and it would just be, you know, carbon copy or whatever. But um, this just felt like, like proto new metal um, in -hmm. a lot of ways. Um, I did think that some of the lines were funny I thought that there were parts of songs that I that I enjoyed um but I can't there's nothing that I would pull from this album a, and put on a playlist or revisit um it just feels like uh like 2 or 3 years before stained
0: and that is the new metal band that this is heading towards Stained, I would say. Yeah, it's
2: vaguely poppy radio new metal, right? Yeah,
0: like, minus the rapping, like I said earlier, like, it doesn't have that, but I definitely think Stained was, like, a, like, Stained was influenced by Live, this era of Live, and um, Alice in Chains, I think. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah,
2: yeah. Or even more specifically, uh, uh, bands that put out an album in 1997, uh, Creed. Mm, Like I feel like they were really. I I do think
1: that that's fair. Uh, I think that Live is is a hundred times better than Creed, but I do think that that's a fair comparison. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I mean, I know, like uh, Creed is a loaded, uh, band. (laughs) <laughs> like mm-hmm. you can't say Creed without everybody groaning mm-hmm. But um, You know uh, When My Own Prison came out In like 1997 It wasn't bad It was interesting right. And it was right. in drop D And like there were cool chords to it
0: yeah. And
2: um, you know It wasn't like they were immediately like Oh this is this is going to be the worst band of the generation mm-hmm. It took a little while for it them was to like build up that reputation. Followed up yeah. And if I it was like yeah, the next it t- album. T- it took but... me a
1: long time to realize that I didn't like Human Clay. I mean, I, I think I bought it and listened to it for a while before I realized yeah. that it wasn't good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, I mean, how much time do you want to give me to talk about. All of it. I really I quick, like this all record. Of it.
0: Really I want quick, you I'll, to convince me. Really quick, I do want to jump in with Trav and say I, I agree on his assessment of uh how bleak it is and and this album was a total slog um Mm -hmm. i also think part of it for me was that um this is like the third album in a row that we've um spent time with that is over 50 minutes long Um, oh yeah so i'm a little like worn worn out of long albums but um, yeah but yeah, I, I do want to hear your your defense of the audience. Yeah, yeah I want to hear mean, it
2: in full too. I don't want like I want yeah. this to be your thing where you're like campaigning for this, and I want I want yeah. the full defense.
1: I, you know, you know, I mentioned the the idea of sort of the keystone being this, uh, you know, taking the water from the toilet and washing her feet and blessing her name, and in, in the liner notes, which were totally black. I mean, just black, black, black. Uh, you know, gray text on black. Color. I, I agree with you about the dismal emotional landscape. There's a picture that's just Christian Rock 101 of the band, where three members of the band in black and white are looking down at the ground, and Ed Kowalczyk is looking up at this light that's shining down from the <laughs> the ceiling. You know, it's and and looking back now as an adult, it's totally cliched. You know, religious imagery, but. but- um, there are some things that, that no one else will experience ever and that I can't make anyone else experience that are not inherently good things about this record that were just special to me. I So, you know, I, I mentioned my birthday. Um, actually, I think I was in sixth grade when, yeah, my birthday was May, May 1997. So I got this record, and I also got a copy of The Hobbit. And I was listening to this album as I read The Hobbit. And I remember, like the whole chapter about Gollum and like going into this dark cave and this creature who's lived in this cave for like, you know, I, God knows how long. Travis, right? just
0: so you know, Gollum is also Smeagol. In case, oh, in case you oh didn't know. okay, thanks, <laughs> thank
1: you. <laughs> um, but like the atmosphere of that book seeped into listening to the book and it's, it's listening to the, the the album and it's okay if that's funny. That's and it's kind of funny to me too, but the whole idea of in rattlesnake in another place in another time, this whole album was infused with like just imagination for me as, as far as like that record. And it was like a dark imagination, but I think that I have a dark imagination and th- they were like, you know, I, I I flirted with Christianity for a couple of years when I was like between twelve and sixteen ish, but I think that what I always deemed spirituality was like some feeling of like imagining another life or another place or another kind of like existence or another like kind of feeling I made a little list of things that gave me that feeling when I was when I was 12 years old the feeling of transcending a time or a place or your body being up super early in the morning before you go on a vacation like being up at like four in the morning and knowing you're going to go somewhere completely different and having like no context of like what a normal day is like like infecting that feeling uh watching an airplane from far away and imagining all of the different people on it and what their lives must be like. That gave me like this spiritual transcendent feeling. Uh, when I got the Wallflowers album, same birthday, <laughs> hearing the pedal steel gave me that transcendent feeling of like my brain going off somewhere really distant, uh, reading any kind of science fiction and fantasy. And then uh, some video games, playing Mist playing Mist made me feel like I was like on some other plane and I was leaving behind my my body and, and everything else uh, and I, I I think to some degree playing Prince of Persia too like these are just both games that took place in like a totally different setting um, so I think there was like this idea of imagination and again this idea of like uh, this like rotten life. And then this like transcendence and those two things being side by side. And that just kind of being like the state of life, uh, all these things about our bodies being gross. Uh, it's in in centuries things, this puke stinks like beer and freaks. There's the whole thing about would your mother go to bed with you and rattlesnake there's let's go hang out in a bar. It's not too far. We'll take my car. Uh, I'm trying to think what song has the line, where the priests were all, oh, America. He talks about the priests were all stoned. Um, there's all this kind of crappy place, crappy stuff. Um, Does that
2: maybe tie in with puberty too?
1: Yeah, I think so, for sure. In Gas Head Goes West, the last song, there's this line that says, when they lanced his skull, there was pus and light. Like, this nasty stuff, and then also this, like, messianic imagery that's going on. And I just loved seeing those two things side by side. Freaks, I think I felt weird about that song, because it was, like, this whole Freudian, you know, sleeping with your mother thing going on throughout the whole song. Um, but then there's, the, like, there are these bridges that come in at the end that are just, like, beautiful. This whole part where he's saying, uh, to show you're you're holy. You know, like you didn't have to go that far to show her you're holy. And like that part of the song is like really truly beautiful. There were always these parts of the songs that were really beautiful. And, you know, Trav, you mentioned the puberty thing. On the song Ghost, there's this, uh, the verses are totally gloomy and there's not a lot melodically going on. But then there's this soaring chorus where he's saying, where did I go wrong? I never needed this before. I need a woman to help me feel. <laughs> and That's, uh, you know, that's pretty, pretty explicit puberty connections there but I felt that I felt that so I felt that hardcore I mean the, my emotions were so strong about all this stuff Turn My Head is a total snoozer now in fact it's probably my least favorite song on the record but that was what roped me in that was when I heard Turn My Head that was when I decided to buy the album it's just kind of romantic mush now that's
0: that sung before uh, Lakini's Juice
1: rattlesnake comes before like no case. i
0: mean uh turn your head convinced you before yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah it did yeah i was a, just a softy as a kid um gas goes west i think is a real highlight it's it, you know we had talked about horses being kind of a weird highlight of throwing <laughs> copper and i think that live does really nice with country um I think that later on on Live's next album, *The Distance to Here*, they kind of crystallized all these ideas and made them a little bit more explicit than they needed to be. You know, the idea of the distance to here, and and there's the song *The Distance* where he says, "The distance is not doable," and these bodies of clay, my brother, where it gets really explicitly Christian, and it's like really clear he's spelling out like this huge distance between uh, our bodies and our spirits, but all this stuff, I, I don't know if it's a residual effect or if uh, if it's genuinely still there. I can see in GarageBand that I have talked for about 10 <laughs> minutes about this now. But uh, I can't... Uh, there are a lot of albums that I feel self-conscious about loving when I was a teenager. Or I have trouble figuring out to what degree I actually liked them at that time. Or if I just felt some kind of weird pressure or confusion... But I, I feel like I can stand behind this, pretty much this whole thing. And um, even now as a lover of like body horror and horror movies and stuff like that and gross out humor in movies, yeah. you know, all this stuff about puke and pus and stuff like that, like it all still speaks to me. So uh, it's not a five-star album for me, but it's definitely a four-star album for me. Uh, and I definitely think that it's live's best album and I know you know Distance to Here was sort of like a a return to form in a lot of people's eyes I think it got back in touch with some of the verse chorus verse kind of structure of uh, throwing copper and the hooks but to me it felt like a backtracking that the band kind of lost me forever from that point forward I was really disappointed to see the band in about 2000 and they only played two songs from secret Samadhi. And it was really like, they were, they were walking back secret Samadhi and saying, just kidding. We're, we're the throwing copper and distance to hear band. And I, I felt kind of betrayed by that. I, I
0: I liked this album a lot. Is the album with uh, the dolphins cry? What is that called?
1: That's, that's the next one. The distance to hear
0: distance to hear.
1: Yeah, and I think that was the only particularly successful single from that record. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's 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 the that's my explanation. I Man, like that's great stuff.
2: Right. Uh, I there's a, a few things I like more than somebody explaining why they like a bad album. So <laughs> I really appreciate that. Uh... <laughs> that's that's just fine that was meant to be a joke but like it's honestly (laughs) totally true i love if somebody like picks out an album that is like everybody thinks is bad although i don't know that everybody would say that about secrets maddie but like you know an ostensibly bad album if somebody can go to go to bat for it in a thoughtful articulate way i'll i'll listen to it read it any day of the week
0: yeah
1: the reviews they weren't withering they're all sort of in the six out of ten range and it seems like the main complaint is just that uh regardless of whatever experimentation or lyrical content is going on just the hooks are not there to to lift the whole thing up and i see that but uh i can name a hook in each song and sometimes the wait for that hook to come in if it's in a bridge or a solo or something like that is part of the appeal to me
2: i took a lot of detailed notes can we talk about them can you uh add to them or whatever all right sure (laughs) uh it's mostly just funny lines from songs okay uh how about the song graze we came to the earth to graze that's what the song is yeah okay i'm
1: with uh, him. i'm with them we're animals <laughs> we're just animals we're weird animals
2: yeah um century has uh uh my notes say dmb drums <laughs> uh,
0: a few of the songs so, on this album have that. yeah there's a <laughs> boom
2: boom <laughs> bts, bts, boom boom <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's quite a bit yeah. of a splash symbol yeah. on this album that's that's for damn okay. sure
2: yeah nice uh that's the this that's the song with this puke stinks like beer
1: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. uh which is I think some I've kind pretty of thoroughly
1: pretty thoroughly defended this puke stinks <laughs> like beer <laughs>
2: yeah uh it also sounds like take a picture by filter oh um, hold the phone yeah no take a picture is no.
0: a good song.
2: Uh, unsheathed has, (laughs) first of all, the song is called unsheathed. Yeah. Um, (laughs) has the line freedom was just another word for the hippies to ruin. Uh,
1: Just another party for the hippies to ruin a party. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. It also has the line behold the unsheathings.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's way better. Jeez. Yeah. With slap bass. Yeah. And sitar. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh, they're not playing around. <laughs> they really went for it there. Uh, insomnia. What's the title again, Aaron? Uh, insomnia and the Hole in, in, the, the, universe? Whole in the Universe. Yeah, oh, okay.
0: something like that.
2: Uh, I sang the dirt you song. Talk about the bagels. No, uh-huh. the dirt song. I think that's just a really funny line. He keeps this, saying it. I sang this, the dirt song <laughs> over God, and it's over. It's the dirge song. The dirge what? song. yeah. No, I, like I, I think it's like he's, a, like like a funeral yeah. song. Yeah. No, song of dirt warning. No, he's talking about, um, he's talking about Rooster.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well.
2: Yes, go on, well go on. Done. All right. All right. I did th- I thought that was like one of the better songs on the album. Uh, turn my you, head. So- you
1: both don't mind the, uh, the, the lyric angel. Don't you have some bagels in my oven? <laughs> That's the being the chorus of that song. <laughs> what is going on? It really also. I'll just point out uh, later in that song, it goes straight into safety dance. There's a synthesizer that goes just straight up. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's straight up safety Neat. dance at the end of unshoot
2: <laughs> uh Turn My Head is uh, very Creed. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, that was that was very creedy. Um my note for a Hero Psycho Dreamer, one word says ha 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 <laughs> 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 I, I mean there's like a lot of that. Like that was that was just kind of my general feeling. It wasn't like disdain for the album but uh-huh. it was like kind of, it, it, I just felt like it was a lot of it was ridiculous. Uh-huh. And um, I didn't feel any connection to it, but I also didn't feel like, like I condescended to it in any way either. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of like, well, this is a, this is a, a real Frankenstein of a beast here. <laughs> um, Freaks. By the time it gets to freaks, that sounded amazing. Uh, in contrast to the rest oh,
0: of the album. Oh man, for real?
2: Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, this is this is clearly like the the single because
0: oh.
2: nothing else before it was."
0: Freaks was like <laughs> Freaks is the song that I spoke of earlier that is one of the worst songs I've heard. Oh wow. Oh my god. It uh <clears throat> so Freaks was a single. Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um and it so like the big hooky like chorus when it comes around to like major key is is mm-hmm. pretty pretty good actually but everything else around it is bad it's just embarrassing to me the just the chord progression of the verses and just like what it is just this like kind of ballad I fucking hate and the spoken word elements of it where he's like going on and run on sentences beyond like well beyond the end of the musical Oh will you crashed that
1: beautiful silence Dude. with some talk about finding yourself in your mother's arms Fuck <laughs>
0: that it's so bad especially man the last one where he comes in with a growl monster voice going labor 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 (laughs) like what like uh, okay a lot of the song a lot of that song is really bad to me but that just if if that kind of thing happens in a song it ruins any any positive (laughs) thing like that just is a really just disgusting like
2: like a bad. chocolate cake that's made of 1% diarrhea and 99% <laughs> chocolate.
0: No, like uh no. There's more bad oh. than, than good in this song,
2: but but what oh uh, yeah oh. but 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 I, I was referring to the labors as uh, being the diarrhea. Yeah, for sure. For
0: sure. It's like well no, it's like forty-five percent chocolate cake, fifty percent um concrete cake and five percent just like vomited vomited and diarrhea vomit and diarrhea like
2: so you don't like the verses where they're picking through the notes and everything like that yeah no that's no good nope nope oh see that that, i hate the vocals think of that as like uh greedy fly
0: no it's it's not as good as that it's not as I mean, good as it's that.
2: the same kind of like minor key eerie sort of like arpeggiated yeah, by guitar thing. I think
0: the the sound of the instruments is not as good as the sound of the instruments on Greedy Fly, considering that Bush recorded with Steve Albini, and this was recorded Man, by whoever the fuck.
2: I, I feel like it sounds exactly the same. No, dude, no. Mm,
1: yeah, I, I'll, I'll stand with Quill here.
0: It's a okay. it, it's a high pitched snare drum. It's like a lot of '90s things that I don't like, um, but yeah, the the main offender is the growling of labor, 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 labor. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: freaks! It really is. You're not exaggerating.
0: No, I know he like growls the words yeah. "labor" three Labor, labor, yeah, labor. yeah. That's a better. That's a better uh, impression of it. It's just no. like it's just such a. It's just like I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for him. Uh, and that live video that I was telling you that I watched, he does he does that. And it's I I felt I felt embarrassed for him. Like hmm. no, dude, that's not interesting or cool or funny or. F- funny, bad, but yeah, I hate, I hate that song. Uh,
1: okay, well, we just talked about Freaks that reached number thirteen on the modern rock chart and number five on the mainstream rock chart. Uh, we talked a little bit about Turn My Head. Hold that on, peaked at. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: do you remember hearing Freaks on the radio when you
2: were a kid? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Trav. Yep. You. I remember hearing it, and I remember it being tabulated in the Guitar World Uh magazine that I had a subscription. No kidding. I don't remember I I don't remember we've talked about Yeah, maybe we've talked about this before, but uh the freak (laughs) concept being a very popular one in like ninety seven where it was like you know, freak the uh Silver Chair. Freak show yeah. Yeah, freak show, this. Uh I feel like there was an element of that to Lollapalooza where it was like sort of a circus sideshow thing happening and um Freak on a Leash is coming soon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Freaks.
1: I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Turn My Head, I think we were all pretty dismissive of. Definitely. Peaked at number three on the Modern Rock chart and number three on the Mainstream Rock chart. And Rattlesnake, I don't remember hearing on the radio, (laughs) but I I do like it. it. Peaked at number 18 on the Modern Rock chart and number 15 on the
2: Mainstream Rock chart. So, I think we've pretty
1: thoroughly digested that
2: record. Yeah. We kind of digested it like a a baby bird from the mother bird who had to chew it up for us and like vomit it into our mouths. But we digested
1: it. You all just, in turn, just vomited it some more.
0: (laughs) Travis was more positive about it than I expected. Sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. When we come back, we'll talk about the charts. All right, uh, on the charts, the mainstream number one is One Headlight by the Wallflowers, and we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. And uh, on the pop chart, Wannabe by Spice Girls is at number one, and we talked about that last week, so there's not really a whole lot to say about those. However, if we take a look at the Modern Rock chart, uh, what are you all seeing? Anything that's worth mentioning?
2: Precious Declaration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are parts of it that Man. were pretty good, actually. <laughs> They're a funny band.
1: <laughs> Ross Childress <laughs> is the lead guitarist of Collective Soul. And if nothing else, he has beautiful guitar tone on that record when he plays his lead
2: guitar.
0: Hmm. Sure.
2: I've never heard of uh, Female of the Species by Space. Yeah. What? I've never heard of it.
0: I had, I, what? I had never either. I listened to it for is the that first a, time ever. Was today. that a hit? Yeah, I remember oh.
1: hearing it on the radio. I have strong memories of a trip to San Francisco around this time and hearing "Semi Charmed Life" on the radio in San Francisco uh, for a robot for the first time. Female of the species, "April Fools" by Rufus Wainwright. I can I can put all of this oh, wow. together and uh, "Battle of Who Could Care Less" by uh, Ben Folds Five. All those things I feel like appeared. Right on the same time, and they, I associate them all with spring break of sixth grade in wow. San Francisco. Dang.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. really good.
1: Female the species, I think I associated with April Fools because it's just sort of a the, the flamboyant delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a not a great song. It's kind of a novelty song, but uh, yeah, I, I remember that one very well.
2: Um, another one I'll throw out is "Hard Charger" by uh, Porno for Pyros from the uh, Private Parts <laughs> <laughs> soundtrack. <It's> so I remember that. I remember the video. I just watched uh, private parts in the last six months. You did? For the first yeah. time ever. Yeah. Uh,
0: I don't know if I it's could... It's completely pointless. Yeah, I don't know if I could spend the time, but I definitely remember the existence of the movie. Uh, yeah. I listened to that Porn of Pyro song, and it just sounded like...
2: um. Jane's Addiction?
0: Well... <laughs> it sounded like um, there was no direction in the song like it sounded like it was just one like one part after another like it there was mm. no repetition at all like it was just like no verse, no chorus, just kind of like oh cruising through like six different and it was like a five minute song or something cruising through like m- so many different parts of yeah it was mm. in- interesting, I guess hmm. <laughs>
1: Uh the only song that I particularly noticed was Resignation Superman by Big Head Todd yeah. and the Monsters. Did it's a like fine song. song. I, I I don't love it, but uh I, I remember hearing I mean Big Head Todd and the Monsters. It seemed like they were talking about Big Head Todd and the Monsters all the time on the radio. Uh, Jingly. And yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a decent song. It it doesn't
2: particularly stand out to me, but uh I loved it when I was a kid. Yeah and uh yeah they yeah I think they're like a texas band okay. and uh, you can hear it in in the guitars i think hmm. um there's a little southern twang to it hmm. that i think sort of uh, blends well with the the jangly sort of thing um i saw them open for uh, toad um, okay or not even open for they headlined and Toad opened um, a year or two ago, and we stayed for, like, four or five songs, and I was like, hey, okay, I get it. Yeah. But I did like that song a lot, and I don't think I do as much now.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I, there are a couple others. Um, Volcano Girls by Veruca Salt was there at number yeah, 15. Yeah, Pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay. We see, I for the first time that we've seen the freshman by Verve Pipe, which will be a song that we cover. No um, comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me, Mister. By no doubt, um, I had Great. no idea that that was ever a single. I had no idea. Um, huh. So I was uh, interested in that. That uh, is that number twenty one. Um, Fire starter by Prodigy. Um. Did you guys ever listen to Fat of the Land? Were you ever Prodigy Boys? No, but I,
1: I've really enjoyed looking back at their music videos. I think they're really fun to watch and, yeah. and I, I like I like the aggro 90s industrial vibe. I yeah. mean, I I like these I like these singles.
2: I remember my moment of temptation with the prodigy and staring at the end of uh, Best Buy aisle, <laughs> seeing their, their CD for like $6.99 and just staring at it for like two minutes saying like, am I gonna do this? <laughs> Is this a step I'm gonna take? And ultimately I didn't do yeah. it. And, yeah. And uh, I don't really have many regrets. Yeah.
0: my I remember my brother being pretty into this album and uh, I liked Breathe and that was about it. I'm
2: the fairest I get
0: New Pollution by Beck is on uh, the chart at this point, which is great. And Your Woman by Whitetown. Um, Mm -hmm. I think this is the first time that we see that, which is a classic, classic song, right? That song rules. Um, Uh, Yeah, it's awesome.
2: It's an an interesting period piece to me. It's it's surprisingly, like, funky. Yeah. And, uh, like... uh, kind of a maybe a great dance song. Yeah, it, it yeah,
0: it, it it's kind of awesome. I L you don't like it with the Star Wars uh kind of melody going? Star Wars melody. I
1: I never thought of that as a Star Wars thing.
0: I always I always did ever since
2: I first heard it. Huh.
1: Yeah no I think it's a I, I think it's a cool little thing that reminds me of being a kid that's about the best that I can say
2: yeah. about it. Well, let's rate Lakinis juice. Um, I'll go I think it's uh it's okay, it's good. I'll give it three point two five dirt songs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll give it labor, 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 labor. <laughs> That's
0: four. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna do the same. I was, gonna oh, use, no. I was gonna use the I'm same. I'm sorry
1: to steal your fire. No, but I I
0: thought you were gonna give it a five. No. Wow. I'm giving it labor, 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 lab. <laughs> 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 it's a it's a four point f- Great. It's a four point five. for Me. I can. Cons- yeah. I considered making it a, f- a perfect. I I, I almost yeah. gave it a five <laughs> today, but uh, yeah. I talked myself down.
1: Great. Great. So I,
0: <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, I think at all. It's not a hall of famer.
1: Uh, Nirvana wannabe.
0: Now, the I think that this song, if any live songs, could be considered a Nirvana wannabe. I,
1: oh, interesting.
2: Yeah. I think it's a collective soul wannabe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. Yeah. I, I I think that it might be a little bit of a Zeppelin wannabe. Um. I don't hear any nirvana wannabe. Okay. Tell me all your thoughts on pod as part of the off-shelf family. Head to offshelf.net to sign up for their monthly zine. The best, most fun way for us to communicate with all of you is via our Facebook group. Tell me all your thoughts on tell me all your thoughts on pod. However, we still love receiving your emails at thoughts at gmail.com. You can listen along with our playlist on Spotify, Apple Music, or watch along on YouTube. Uh, Before we talk about next week's song, I want to do a little public service announcement. Uh, My friend Jacob got in a car accident driving at night. Uh, Do you know what the cause was? How come? What? Well, first of all, let me say he had two headlights, but they were just very pale and weak. He had wan headlights.
2: <laughs> what
1: <laughs> they were very wan. You know, like how someone's skin yeah. can be very pale. It's wan. So huh. Huh. uh we'll 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 talk about that next week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Great. Bye. Bye bye.